On today's Locked On Senators, ahead of his NHL debut, what should realistic expectations be for Sen's top prospect, Ridley Gregg? And we're going to take a look at all the other Sen's prospects and how they've been doing lately. All that coming up, and it's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 720 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. And tomorrow we get to see Ridley Gregg playing an NHL game. We'll talk about expectations for him and a whole lot more, including Bob McKenzie's latest 2023 draft rankings but we have to start today's show on a somber note uh the news came out this morning that senators assistant coach bob jones has been diagnosed with als now this is obviously a devastating hand that he's been dealt but i just want to commend him for going public to try to raise awareness and more um more money for research and to try to alleviate the future of this awful disease Yeah, definitely our thoughts are uh, with Bob Jones and the Jones family. And uh, this is a huge deal. I'll be honest, Ross, I didn't really know a lot about ALS. And um, that just goes to show that there needs to be more awareness about it. And what the Jones family is trying to do is a really commendable thing. So the family has asked that uh, you consider contributing to ALS Society of Canada and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation as ALS is a very, very serious disease, and uh, we're hoping all the best for Bob Jones. Uh, Thankfully, though, Ross, he's able to keep on doing his coaching duties, and the Ottawa Senators have kind of told him, hey, look, do this at your own pace, right? Like, if if you're feeling great, we, we want you here. You're welcome here, obviously, but if you need to take any time off here or there, however many days... Do what you got to do. You have our full support. So I think that's the right way to handle that. And uh, I mean, there's there's still uh, it's it's not uh, kind of all doom and gloom. There's still a lot of positives, and uh, hopefully, with a lot of help and support, uh, Jones can get through this uh, in a in a good way. Yeah. So ALS is often commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, named after the New York Yankees baseball player who was forced to retire uh, in the late 30s. Due to the disease, it's a progressive disease that destroys nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord, so it controls muscles throughout the body. So when they die, the brain can no longer send impulses to muscle fibers, and that really affects muscle movement. Uh, It typically affects men between the ages of 40 and 70. As many as 30,000 Americans have the disease at any given time right now. Um, And, of course, it's not new to the hockey world either. Uh, The Flames assistant GM, Chris Snow, uh, has been battling that. His wife has been documenting um, his his challenges through that on on her social media, and I believe she has a podcast for that as well. Kelsey Snow uh, is there, but we just want to send our well wishes to Bob Jones. It was great to see him on the ice this morning. Like you said, still a part of the team, always will be, and 
Um, if there's one thing I know about the Senators community and the Senators organization, they'll band together around uh, someone who's going through uh, a tough time and and really just a, an awful, awful disease. So I know there's that ice bucket challenge a few years ago that, that did a great job of raising awareness and funds uh, to try to conquer this disease. Uh, but certainly we'd point people in the direction to, to educate yourself on it. And um, and if you can, obviously, donations are, are definitely welcome. I'm sure the Jones family would, would appreciate that in his name as well. Um, tough to turn the page from that, Pilsy, but just like you said, Bob Jones was on the ice, the Senators at practice this morning, uh, and they're going with the same lines that we saw yesterday. Uh, Nick Holden up with Thomas Shabbat, and I think we had the most comments ever on a YouTube uh, episode yesterday. People are are living fast and furious right now, not only with kind of the way this season has deteriorated, but also uh, with kind of the lack of urgency to, to find a partner for Thomas Shabbat and, and the forward group. I, I think with the forwards, it's probably a little less uh, drastic because they did make some moves that make sense. But what would you do with this decor right now? Because Pierre Dorian can say all he wants that he's been looking for a defenseman. He's been looking for like seven months. With the guys who they have right now, how would you be organizing the decor up against the Islanders tomorrow night? I mean, I probably wouldn't have Nick Holden on the top pair. Uh, that's probably where I would start. I know DJ Smith's trying to switch things up, but I just don't think a guy like Nick Holden can handle that workload at this stage in his career. I actually think he's been a pretty decent third pair defenseman. I think him and Branny have actually kind of been a good yin and yang uh, duo there, but Anytime they're playing upwards of 15 minutes a night, then you're getting a little bit concerned there. So I, I don't like seeing Nick Holden up there. I kind of anticipate that Nikita Zaitsev is going to go back there. Not saying that, that that's the answer, but this is what we're working with. Because as far as I know, Jacob Bernard Docker is, is still in Belleville. Yeah, he is. And the right side of the Sens decor right now is Nick Holden, Travis Hamanick, and Nikita Zaitsev, who was activated off IR yesterday. And that is not a playoff caliber right side of the decor. It just simply isn't. And I don't know what's going to happen. Something needs to be done to address it uh, because it's really kind of torpedoed what was kind of a promising stage in the season where they're 12-5-2 despite not beating a playoff team in regulation over that stretch. It still seems like like now they've just fallen right off since that, oh, yeah. really since that Kraken game was kind of like the punch in the face where you let in eight even-strength goals. You score four, which should be enough to win on most nights in the NHL, but they just could not get it done. Even-strength scoring continues to be um, a pain in, in in the forward side, and the, nobody's scoring at even-strength. It's just a real tough stretch right now for the Ottawa Senators, but they have an opportunity to pull themselves out of it, and they're playing up against uh, an Islanders team that is in free fall mode, Pelsey. Like, I don't know whether that's good or bad. Maybe it's indifferent. What are you feeling going up against the New York Islanders, a team that has, I need this exact stat because it's so ridiculous. Um, They've got two wins in their last 12 games, Pels. I'm nervous about this, Ross, because if I'm the New York Islanders, I'm looking at the Ottawa Senators saying, this is a get right game and we're going to put everything we have into this. And, this is a team that has a lot of veteran depth. They play much more kind of defensive style game, although that's switched a little bit with their new head coach, but they rely on uh, Sorokin to bail them out a lot. And they don't really have a, like a, an elite sniper on that team. Like Barzell is much more of a disher than he is a sniper guys like Anders Lee, 
uh, Brock Nelson. Those guys are more kind of power forward uh, types. Jean Gabriel Pajot. I wouldn't call him a, an elite sniper. Uh, I mean, tied for fourth on the team in goals. That's an elite sniper being tied for fourth on your team. <laughs> well, no, I'm just more so showing how the Islanders just don't have much goal scoring at all. Exactly. That's the issue. So this is a team that's going to grind you down. They're going to re- rely on Sorokin to make big saves. But the thing is, this is a heavy, strong, powerful team that uh, is has no worries, Ross, of playing a boring game to try to get the win. If they have to get a 2-1 game and 18,000 people are falling asleep in the stands, they could care less. So I think this is a game where the Ottawa Senators are going to have to try to flex their offensive might because the Ottawa Senators do have elite goal scores. They've got a handful of them. When you look at Drake Batherson, Alex Dabrinkat, Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, like Tim Stutzla, like these guys are able to put the puck in the back of the net, especially when they're on the power play. So, I mean, we're going to have to hope that the Sens get a lot of power play opportunities. That seems to be the only way that this team has a chance to win games or even stay in games. Jeez. We'll have a bigger game day preview tomorrow. And ironically, Ridley Gregg will make his debut against the New York Islanders. Oh, yeah, true. Acquired with the first round pick that they got for Jean-Gabriel Pajot in that 2020 NHL draft. Of course, it was a first, second and third round pick coming to Ottawa in exchange for JGP, who currently sits at 10 goals, 17 assists for 27 points in 49 games with the New York Islanders averaging 18 minutes and 20 seconds, still solid in the dot 57%. Yeah. But we've got a full game day preview coming on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. Coming up on today's show, though, Ridley Gregg, what should realistic expectations be for a guy who has the pedigree, has the production in lower levels, but is also playing above, let's say, his weight class for the first time here in the National Hockey League. Then we'll turn our attention to the 2023 NHL Draft. Bob McKenzie has his latest rankings. Are there any players that stand out to Pilsy that he needs to be future Ottawa Senators? Stay locked on, Senators. That's all coming up right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, our presenting sponsor, It's FanDuel. Guys, the NFL playoffs are in mid-swing here as it's the conference round. My Cincinnati Bengals are there up against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is an exciting time for sports betting, and it's an exciting time for us as a new partner with FanDuel, the number one sportsbook in America. If you're new to FanDuel, hey, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Guys, for new customers, if you join today, you're going to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you have to do is place your first $5 bet. So $5 bet and you're going to get $150 in free bets. That's incredible. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. They've got all your favorite bets from money line to point spread to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. Maybe Pillsy's parlay will make a return. We'll see. We'll see. But Ross, I had my eye on a speaking of prop bets, Johnny Goudreau. It was his first game up against the Calgary Flames. I had I sprinkled a couple shekels all over for him to score. I mean, he got a penalty shot. 
I was on the edge of my seat for that one because I had some action on it. And I had some shekels on him to get more than two and a half shots, which he did. So that was a hit for me. And everything is all on an app. It's nice and easy. It's safe. It's secure, easy to use. So sports fans, don't miss out. Like I said, place $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, whether you win or lose. That's the bonus there at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. It's our home in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. Make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you, not only to the great atmosphere inside the bar, which we completely endorse, the great interactive events they have, whether it's open mic night, trivia night, live music. We love all of the above but we especially love Senators game nights. Yes, the Sens game will always be on TV at the Glebe Central Pub, but not only that, they got the shuttle to and from Ottawa Senators games. So check them out, GlebeCentralPub.com, and they've got the entire schedule available to you. But I want you right now to circle on your calendar February 17th. It's the Chris Neal jersey retirement game. Senators hosting the Blackhawks. Pilsy is driving from Collingwood. I'm flying in from Winnipeg. We will have our first ever live show at the Glebe Central Pub. And then after the live show, we'll hop on the shuttle. We'll head to the CTC on the party bus. Tickets coming soon. We'll have more information on cost and all that. But what I can tell you is it is going to be a fantastic time. We'll have Atla Leem's Martian there and a few other very special guests. And we're excited to have everyone at the Glebe Central Pub because you're among friends there with tasty food, great drinks, wing night every Monday at the Glebe Central Pub. Check them out at 779 Bank Street and make sure that you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, Pilsy. We got stick taps to give away. Craig Anderson has played his 700, 700 NHL game. That's almost one for every episode of Locked On Senators yeah. that we've done. And, I mean, not to disrespect ourselves, but it might be a little tougher to play in 700 NHL games. Fifth all-time by an American goaltender. Now, it might be hard for him to get to four because that guy's still active too. Jonathan Quick kicking out saves Ooh, left and right. Yeah. But fifth all time, there's been a lot of American goalies. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's incredible for Craig Anderson. And Ross, it's not like he's just there playing games. Like he's not just racking up the games played. He's having a hell of a season. I mean, he's in the top 10 in save percentage in the league, sitting at a .918. Man, would that be nice to have for the Ottawa Senators? Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, got the overtime win in Dallas last night. A 3-2 OT win. Owen Power with the winner there. Did you see that goal, Ross? It was a beauty. First career NHL goal for him, right? What? Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Celebrated it like it. What a a way to end that or to to get that goal, a game-winning goal in overtime. First goal of the season. He got two last year. Okay, geez, that's that's still surprising. I guess it was he he was injured for a little bit though, right? Forty three games. Oh, okay. One goal, but yeah, he had two goals in eight games last year coming out of college. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I looked that up. Not first career goal, but yes, first goal of the season. I knew it was first of something. What I can tell you, Pilsy, get let's a little trivia. How many U.S. Okay. 
born goalies have there been in NHL history? What? <laughs> it's actually a smaller number than I thought. 89. 127. Nice. And Craig Anderson is fifth all time on that list. I'm super impressed with how he's been able to pick his game right back up in Buffalo. Maybe the Sens should have never let him go. That's a discussion that we could have for another day. Brian Boucher is 21st on this list, by the way. Oh, uh, wow. Still waiting for Tyler Boucher to make his return uh, after getting injured at the World Juniors. We'll have a full prospect roundup in the Final segment when we touch on Bob McKenzie's great, uh, draft rankings as well. But let's get into Ridley Gregg a little bit more. This guy has clearly found his stride at the AHL level after a bit of a slow start this season, battling injury and a little inconsistency. It wasn't for long, but enough where you're like, okay, how long will it take for him to settle in? Well, not that long is the answer. Just like in the WHL, he established himself as a dominant force. In the last little while especially, he's been a star down there. He had three straight multi-point games, four of four out of five. But what should we expect from him at the NHL level? Is it too much to expect him to play on a power play as well and to try to be able to contribute offensively? Or are you hoping that he works from the defensive zone out? I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna do offensively, Ross. My expectations are more gonna be on kind of his pace of play and his physicality. Like uh, DJ Smith said he wanted a worker on each line. I kind of identify Ridley Gregg as the worker on that line. No, with uh, Debrinkat and Claude Drew. I mean, obviously, Claude Drew, the veteran, he's going to be kind of leading the charge on that line. But the way I see it, Ridley Gregg's job here is to set up Drew so Drew can set up Alex Debrinkat, right? And be a pain on other uh, opposing lines. Be hard to go up against. Win those battles. Play that physical game that Ridley Gregg knows he can play. He's not in juniors anymore. He's not going to get those kind of soft calls that you will when you're playing up against other kids. You're in the NHL now, and we talked about it. Igor Sokolov said this is a kid that can handle himself. We saw the clip from Kyle Clifford and the Marlies that Ridley doesn't back down from anything. So I'm hoping that he can bring that same type of energy up in the NHL. Now, as far as goals go, Ross, I can definitely see him battling in front of the net and getting really good options at uh, rebounds and tips and things like that. I don't really know if I have high expectations for him offensively, just because I mean, being a second line center in the NHL as a rookie, he's going to be facing really tough opposition. So my main expectations are going to be, I want to see him play with a lot of energy and I want to see him play physically. And I want to make, have him make it easy for Alex to and Claude Giroux to get the puck. And this might be easier said than done when you know the rambunctious style that he plays with, but it would be awesome for him to walk the line but not cross it in the sense of taking penalties. This is a guy with 92 penalty minutes last year in 39 games with the Brandon Wheat Kings and then 22 penalty minutes in six playoff games. And then at the World Juniors, had eight penalties. So four penalties, eight minutes in five games. This guy is, is a bit of a penalty magnet in a sense, and it's going to happen the way he plays where he's always in guys' faces, and you don't want to take that away from his game because it's what makes him special and what makes him a complete thorn in the side and what makes me just pray for the day that we see a Ridley Gregg, Brady Kachuk, Tyler Boucher, Tyler Clevin playoff game with all those characters playing big roles in it. But to start your career, that's a quick way to get stapled to the bench. So I feel like for the first couple of games, toe the line, like finish all your checks, be smart, 
try to model your game almost after Mark Kastelik in terms of whenever he's the first forward, the F1, he always finishes his check. And then he's on his horse on, on his way back. Fastest skater on the team might be a little easier than with Ridley. But I think when, when you're able to, to kind of punish guys and then get back on defense, it's going to be important. We know he's fearless, sometimes to a fault. He's got a few injuries there where he's just yard sale blocking shots. But I think that he, he's in a perfect spot. And I hope that they keep him there throughout the game. Let's be honest. We're not playing for the two points against the Islanders. We're playing for progress and we're playing for what can we latch on to as a reason for optimism? And I think if Ridley Gregg gets 25 to 30 shifts and they're all with Debrinket and Giroux, I think we might see him produce a little offense. He's a sneaky playmaker as well. We talk about his goal totals, and I, I just think that he, he's a fantastic player, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. I know that maybe it's a little bit early. People were hoping it was going to be um, closer to the end of the year. If not, the Josh Norris route of giving him the whole year down there and then come up and be ready in the NHL. But, hey, he's here, and at least he's being put in a position to succeed. He's not centering Parker Kelly and Austin Watson on the fourth line. So I'm excited to see it. Since being drafted, 77 assists, 54 goals in 107 games between the WHL, AHL, and World Juniors. And then if you just want to want to know how he's done against men at the AHL level, 26 points in 35 games Pelzi, i'm i'm just excited because this is it's a new toy that we're gonna get to rip out of the package tomorrow night yeah exactly that's the thing like we we hashed over what this ottawa senators team looks like in last episode so why not do kind it's it's almost like this is a team audit ross like okay what are our assets what are their what is their worth can our top prize prospect we talked with Scott Wheeler uh, a little while ago, and he had Ridley Gregg easily ranked as the top guy, as did we. So what's his true value? Is he ready for the NHL or not? Can he play center in the NHL? Can he play with guys like Debrinket and Claude Giroux? Can he play big minutes? We're about to find out, and that's worth looking into. So I'm excited to see this. Well, we know that he was a pain in the ass to play against in the WHL, the CHL top prospects game is tomorrow night. And before every year, they ask, who's the toughest player you've ever had to play against? And two of the players in this game said it was Ridley Gregg. We don't know who they were, but I can tell you that every player in this game was considered for Bob McKenzie's top prospects list. We're going to get into that list and touch on a couple cents prospects around the world making noise right after a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. You guys know I've been on an Athletic Greens kick. I've had a bunch of days in a row where I've been using AG1. Why? First, it's simple. I'm a simple guy. It makes it easy for me. Just one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water before your breakfast every day. And second, the health benefits are incredible. Guys, there's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more, so you can start your day off right. And the benefits are crazy. Listen to this. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging. You get seven different things in AG1, and it's lifestyle-friendly, so everyone can enjoy it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no artificial anything 
and it still managed to taste really good. I love the taste of it, not going to lie. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So if you're someone that goes out and gets a coffee every day, why not switch that up and get Athletic Greens so you can get healthier as we go along here. It's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in your cup of water. That's it. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is head to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. Pilsy draft talk coming up in just a second. It is good to start learning the players' names at least, and who some potential sends fits might be. Bob McKenzie, it's always just great to hear from him. We saw him at the World Juniors, of course, in semi retirement now, but when he speaks, everyone in the hockey world listens. I would be inclined, if available, at the FanDuel Sportsbook to say that every single NHL general manager opened up Bob McKenzie's draft rankings. Would you think that's accurate? I mean, why not? He's the most connected guy in the industry as far as I'm concerned. And even though he's in semi-retirement, like you talked about, he's still got his finger on the pulse of what's going on prospect-wise. And it's definitely worth a read. And he doesn't do a lot of stories or videos or articles or anything anymore. But when he does, it's, it's worth checking out. So... You guys all heard my rant yesterday. I, I've cooled down a little bit. I was a little spicy. Even after the show, Ross, I, I told you I wasn't expecting to kind of go in that direction. I've had... I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I just... I blew a fuse. Like, I just started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And then it just kept building and building, and I just let it all out. So, hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed me completely unraveling. I'm, I'm calmed down now. I understand this is the Ottawa Senators, so... We're, my, we're not going to be that drastic today. My favorite was uh, at Common Sense Rev on Twitter saying positive Pilsy's alter ego makes an appearance. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we'll have to think of a, a P word that uh, we can substitute there. Uh, pe- perilous. Is that a word? Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Yes. Pessimistic Pilsy. That's probably the one right there. So, yeah. Pissy Pilsy. <laughs> yeah, look out. Um, but the thing Provocative is. Pilsy. No, hey, keep it clean. This is a family show. Not getting uh, off the rails here. Provocative? Doesn't pro- pro- provocative, isn't that meaning like using swear words and offensive language? Word of the day, provocative. Causing annoyance, anger, or another strong reaction, especially deliberately. Oh, okay. So, yes, that that's very appropriate. I, I'm, I learned so many new words with word of the day. Ah, there's a second definition. Hmm. What's the second definition? You asked. Arousing sexual desire or interest, especially deliberately. Okay, yeah. I was not trying to arouse anyone with my rant about how the Ottawa Senators are absolute garbage and there's no hope and they need to trade everyone for traffics. If that arouses you... Well, actually, if that arouses you, you would have loved the last uh, 719 episodes we've been doing. So maybe that's okay. 
Yeah. So what's a, a sense prospect in the world right now that's getting you back to your positive Pillsy moniker? I mean, there's a lot of really good prospects uh, that we have in the system, which is which is great to know. You know what, Ross? I'll go with uh, your neck of the woods. Winnipeg, Zach Astapchuk, a goal and an assist on Sunday, and he was named the second star. He's on a four-game point streak, courtesy of our friend over at Sens Prospects on Twitter. So, I mean, he's fitting into Winnipeg pretty nicely there, eh, Ross? When, when are you heading out to your first ice game? That's got to be penciled on the calendar soon. Yeah, you know what? I was going to go on Sunday night. I would have been there for that that Ostapchuk game. But, man, th- these 4 a.m. weekend shifts are killing me. Nobody cares. But at the same time, it's uh, it's the only reason why I haven't been out there. I-, I will soon, though. I've been looking at their schedule. A little tough to find time, but I will make it work here coming up soon. Hey, the, the closer we get, this is this is a playoff team, right? Like, we, we know. I could go and watch them beat the wheels off the Moose Jaw Warriors. They beat them 8-1 on Sunday. Like, they are just steamrolling teams. I'm either going to wait for, for a, a good opponent to come in. Like I wanted to see Portland was here. Chaz Lucius just got sent down. Yeah. So that was a tough ticket to get. Obviously a top jets prospect. Uh, everyone was in, in, uh, in town for that and a Western team that doesn't come here much, but I, I got to hand pick an opponent here coming up. I do have to make it. Nick Anderson send central citizen and I are going to, are going to make sure to get out to a game or two. I'm not worried about lats. But I'm not not worried about Lats not fitting in right away here. Uh, just one goal in six games right now. But uh, no assist. But he'll get there. He'll get there. And one thing to consider, Ross, is he was the mayor in Prince Albert. He's used to playing top minutes. His assignments and uh, his role has been very adjusted coming to Winnipeg. So that might take some time. For sure. And we're lucky. He'll, he'll be a great piece down the stretch for sure. He brings that speed element to them. As well, I like that. I'm going to highlight Philip Nordberg. We know that he's been in the news a bunch recently, making the jump to the SHL. Well, Sens Prospects just tweeted out, he's been named to Sweden's U19 team that will compete in the Five Nations tournament from February 6th to 12th. So that's coming up in a couple weeks. He'll be on the decor there. He's listed right now, man, at uh, at six foot four. Oh, man, this is too tough for me. I can't do kilos to, to pounds. <laughs> 96. That's 90, 211 pounds at 18 years old. <laughs> this wow. dude. Imagine a, a world where him and Clevin both make it. Now all of a sudden the Sens have some size on their back end. But hey, just great to see that Nordberg's getting these opportunities. And I wouldn't say that we might not have two Sens prospects on Team Sweden in next year's World Juniors. Oh, yeah. I think it's trending in that direction for sure. I'd love that. So Nordberg, just to wrap up on him, he's played four games at the SHL level, and he's got one assist. So you don't see a lot of scoring coming from uh, from young players under 20 at the SHL level, let Actually alone defensemen. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's getting ice time, and I think that's the, the most uh, concerning thought is, hey, is he just going to sit on the bench and play, I don't know, three minutes a game? Or like he did with the Allsvenskan team, for a couple games, he literally sat on the bench and did not play in a single game. So, I mean, he's playing a bit. You know what? I, I say that. I looked it up. The last game he played, Pilsy, he sat on the bench the whole game. Whoops. <laughs> uh, OT loss. Zero minutes, zero seconds. So, you know what? That makes him going to this U19 tournament even better. Get some reps. Absolutely. And uh, Ross, while we're in that area of the world in Scandinavia, 
Let's hop over to Finland, where hashtag goalie friendly show. I know your your confidence in Levy Marilainen has wavered, Ross, but it's a roller coaster. He just has the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. But man, this guy, uh, you know how we were talking about Igor Sokolov being absolutely lethal one on one versus goalies? Well, Levy Marilainen is the flip side of that. Give him all the one on one chances as he stopped a penalty shot. Um, and he had his fourth shutout of the season. His numbers are incredible, Ross. He's at a .919 save percentage and a .202 goals against average. But you look at his record, and he's 9-8-5. So, like you mentioned, it's not always pretty. But overall, he's having a great season. His first um, kind of full year in Liga and in 24 games, he's kind of really standing up here, and he's able to stop guys one-on-one, whether it's shootout or penalty shots or breakaways. So, Levy Marilainen, I've I've still got my eye on him. I haven't forgot about him just yet here. Okay, sounds good. We're excited to see if that uh, comes into anything because the Sens goaltending long-term is a bit of a question mark. Matt Sogard, by the way, is injured again. Uh, He's out of the lineup with a knee injury, so hopefully he's doing all right or at least better, and we can see him back in the lineup sooner rather than later. But the Senators, if the draft were to happen today, would be selecting eighth overall, which would put them in Colby Barlow territory, according to Bob McKenzie's rankings. Uh, Would you like another trivia question, Pilsy? (laughs) How many Finnish goalies uh, born on Tuesdays played in last night's Liga action? Who do you think Bob McKenzie has first overall in his draft rankings? Oh my goodness. You know what? I'm going to go with Connor Bernard. Hey, there I'm you so go. good at trivia. 81 points in 33 games with the Regina Pats. This kid is the real deal. But beyond that, I think we, we knew after the world juniors that Adam Fantilli would be that second guy, 33 points in 20 games that in college as an 18 year old, like that's, those are like Jack Eichel numbers that he was putting up when he was at BU. So certainly he's a guy who I think would go first overall in last year's draft and maybe even the draft before. But I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Beyond that, Leo Carlson is third. We saw him and we've heard about him from Oscar Pedersen. Matt Vay Mitchkov is at fourth and Zach Benson from my Winnipeg Ice is sitting at number five. Will Smith at number six. No, not that fresh Prince. But Will Smith from the U.S. NTDP. We always have to make sure that the NTDP guys are mentioned with how much we know the Senators love, 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 love to select from there. So looking up and down this list, Pilsy, and there's so much good information. You got to go to tsn.ca and check out like the, all the write-ups before he actually gets into the list are, are extremely detailed. Who's a player that is standing out to you early as a guy who you want to track throughout draft season? Well, Ross, I'll be honest with you. This is the first time I've really actually taken a look at um, the prospect kind of outline here for this next draft because I've been trying to avoid it saying the Sens are going to win some games. We're not going to worry about that. But, I mean, it's it's too far gone for that. So we are in draft season, unfortunately, already at the Locked On Senders podcast. But, Ross, the first thing I did, positions. Where's the defenseman? Where's the defenseman? Where's the defenseman? And you got to go all the way down to Bob McKenzie's 17th ranked prospect, Axel Sandin Palika, to find your first defenseman. That's concerning for the Ottawa Senators because I'm not 
I'm not sure that a high draft pick that's a, a, I mean, obviously Connor Bedard is life-changing and franchise-altering. So yes, if they draft first overall, maybe even second overall, with Fantilli like you're talking about, that could have a major impact. But I'm not sure getting a, a left winger at eighth overall and having him come into the NHL two years down the road does anything for this organization, right? Like the, the forwards are set. A lot of them are locked in long-term. That's not this team's need, unfortunately. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Ottawa Senators approach this draft because in my mind, it's the top priority is finding a, another defenseman. And I don't think the Ottawa Senators are going to draft 17th overall. Well, two strikes and you're on your last one, right? When it comes to drafting defensemen because they spent two first-rounders on defensemen, and neither are in the lineup now four and five years later. Four yep. and five years later for Lassie Thompson and Jacob Bernard Docker. So it's it's a catch-22. Yeah, you draft for need, but then what if they don't develop, and now you're standing here picking your nose, and you have Nick Holden, Travis Hamanick, and Nikita Zaitsev as your right side of the NHL defense. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all in on best player available now. I don't want to hear any style preference. I don't want to hear any of this. Take the best hockey player with the most skill. That's all I care about because, again, at some point, you're going to have to flip quantity for NHL quality. Well, guess what? If you take the highest skilled player, you're going to have an easier time if you are going to flip him down the road. Ross, have you (laughs) – let's just take a moment, though. We're talking about the Ottawa Senators here. I don't think – have the Ottawa Senators one single time drafted a player that we thought was in the proper range? I can't think of a single time. Maybe Ridley Gregg. That was a guy we we liked. Brady was in the the range for sure. Yes, but I mean, all you have to do is go back to that tweet of the Ottawa Senators drafting Brady Kachuk at fourth right. overall. And no, that was not the choice everyone thought at the time was the correct choice obviously in hindsight it's a franchise changing move the face of the franchise an absolute beauty the captain but it never works out that way like they're going to be picking someone we're not expecting and for better or for worse in Trent Mann we trust but it's never as simple and cut and dried as okay this is the best player available from consensus like online reports the Sens are going to take him no that never happens caveat is this group going to be here at the draft? I think the scouting staff probably will, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. That, that is going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, but... Is someone new running the draft, or is Trent Mann wear, just wearing an extra hat? Yeah, I think to, to change over your scouting staff at at this point in time would be a very interesting move for new ownership to do. So that's that's a good question, though. That's definitely something that is going to be looked at here. Well, because I'm, I'm just thinking, and, and you look at it, like who's the chief amateur scout right now? I, I don't know if they have one. Jim Clark's the chief professional scout, according to their website. They have a chief European scout. They have an NCAA recruiting coordinator and a professional scout there in Scott Steve Sterling. But... I guess it's still Trent Mann. That's kind of my understanding is they they gave him a new title with similar kind of jobs. And maybe that just 
gives them a increased salary. And I mean, obviously it, it looks, looks great on your, your resume going forward here. So I, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting though. What's going to happen with the draft this year for, for the Ottawa senators. And uh, we'll have plenty of time to dissect it. The highest ranked Ottawa 67s player comes in at middle of the second or uh, middle of the third round, even, which I was a little surprised at here. Uh, almost back to back Luca Pinelli at 71st overall. And then Brad Gardner at 73rd overall on this list. But Pilsy, may I direct your attention, please? Drum roll to honorable mentions, not only Roby Yarventi's brother, Emil Yarventi. Oh yeah. If you scroll down a little bit further, there's a six foot five, two hundred and twenty-two pound defenseman from Shikutimi. Mateo Man, Trent Man's kid, is in the draft this year. That's very interesting. I mean, uh, we saw uh, Jorian Donovan drafted, uh, not just because of uh, nepotism there, but uh, the Senators liked him anyways. And at Ross, while we're on this topic, we'd be remiss to uh, say. I was saying, looking at defenseman Oliver Bonk, ranked 30th in Bob McKenzie's uh, prospect ranking here. That's very interesting. All right, a couple names to keep an eye on as the draft season approaches. You know we are your home, all things NHL draft, leading up five days a week up till the draft. We'll have our top 64 like we did last year, and we'll see if the Sens take anybody on our list because last year they didn't, but it still makes the draft a lot more enjoyable, we feel like when we have uh, player profiles on each different guy. We'll put those up separately on our YouTube. Heck, all of our last year ones are still up there. If there's a player that's caught your attention over the last while, you can always go and relive those uh, highlights and lowlights or or kind of progression of those players. We saw a little boost at the World Juniors. People are like, Yuri Kulich, who is this guy? This guy's unreal. Liam Bixell? Oh, man. So those are always available for you on demand, as are all of our interviews, and we place them in in easy-to-find playlists. So if you're ever kind of looking for Sens content or draft content, whatever it is, we can be that for you. Locked on Senators on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast audio form as well. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Uh, I feel like we're just kind of teeing up tomorrow's game. Long break between games after a three and four. Then you get three days off, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, but I'm excited for a game. I'm excited to see Ridley Gregg. We'll have a full game day preview tomorrow. Um, the Islanders ruined Alfie night yes. in November. So revenge is a bit dish best served cold and a dish best served against a team who's struggling right now. And that's the New York Islanders. So I don't know if we already want to turn the page and, and talk about how the Sens are playing spoiler, but the Islanders were sitting in the final wildcard spot and they're kind of losing grip on what would have been playoffs. So I, I'm interested in tomorrow night's game. Yep. It's going to be interesting for sure. Final thoughts for me. I know we started the show off this, but again, thoughts and prayers to the Jones family. I mean, this is uh this is a big deal, ALS, and uh, I think it's great that their first kind of message is, hey, let's get awareness out. Let's Here are some great places to donate. I'll read the places uh, off again. They, they suggest contributing to the ALS Society of Canada and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. So, guys, definitely take a look at those things. Educate yourselves. I know I, I did a little bit more research and learned a little bit more about that, and we're thinking of the Jones family. Absolutely. DJ Smith did not take any hockey questions today. Just spoke about Bob Jones um, and the diagnosis. So we're, we're, uh, 
you know, gr- grateful for the Sens community that they can all band together and, and support each other during this time. Brady Kachuk speaking to the media as we finish recording right now. So we'll be sure to retweet those out at Sens Central um, because I'm sure there'll be powerful words from people who knew him very, very well. But our thoughts are with the Jones family. I'll echo Pilsy's statements on that. And uh, let's get a couple wins for him, man, because Brady just saying he comes to the rink with a smile every single day. And uh, you want to make sure people like that are rewarded. The Senators, man, they've gone through it with a few guys in the past, right? Of course, Brian Murray and, and Mark Reeds, who uh, just had a heavenly birthday. I think it was yesterday. So I, I feel like there's there's been a past of showing what the community can do to rally around. Jonathan Petra, who may as well have been a member of the Ottawa Senators with how closely woven in with the community and the team he was. Um, So it's just another opportunity for everyone to band together around Bob Jones and the Jones family. So for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. We'll be back tomorrow with a full game day preview. It's the Ridley Gregg NHL debut. And I love this storyline. We just, just thought about it on the fly. The draft pick that was traded from the Islanders. And now two years later, it has evolved into an opponent for the New York Islanders. Tomorrow, we'll have all that. For today, we say goodbye. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day.